I want to talk about, because we're also familiar with social thinking. Yeah. How is it different? How do they work together? Okay. Yeah. So I would say best practice um, would be that you have a child who is familiar with social thinking already. Join peers. That's or you work on them together because, okay, peers lessons are so jam packed with practical behavioral strategies. You don't have a lot of time to cover that theoretical background. So you, you know, in the intake process, it talk, you know, you want to look for those kids that already have um, a basic knowledge of what are you talking about when you're asking me perspective taking questions, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't have deficits in that area, but that, you know, they know that sort of idea that we're going to be talking about what other people are thinking, um, how I'm going to be thinking of them, what, what, what reputation I have, what reputation they have. So these ideas, they really, the social thinking really goes hand in hand and precedes peers, I, I believe, but not necessarily. Like if you haven't, talked about social thinking, it doesn't mean you can't succeed in peers, not at all. Um, A big part of uh, the peers lesson is you go through role plays, either video or like actual role plays between the leaders of the skills every week. And after every role play or video, you ask these three questions. You ask, what was that like for the other person? So, you know, if I'm the one either demonstrating the skill properly or demonstrating not the skill you want to say how was that for the person Paulina was talking to um, what did that person think of Paulina and would that person want to talk to Paulina again because of that they seem kind of harsh but <laughs> they they really help to build that perspective and you know in the end we always talk about like you know it's not about pleasing that person. It's about identifying what they're thinking of you. Because one of the you know buzz phrases is friendship is a choice. So if I'm talking to a person about a shared topic and we disagree on it, and I do something that makes it so that they don't want to talk to me again, but I don't want to be friends with them, it's not the end of the world. I don't have to do everything just to make them feel comfortable, just to make them want to talk to me again. But again, this program is for kids who are looking for how to make friends. And so another one of my favorite phrases that I just put into practice all the time is if your goal is to make friends, if your goal is to make and keep friends, doing that is risky. So any behavior that comes up, anything they they ask me or they share that they did, I'm like, okay, um, yeah, but you know, if your goal is to make friends with that person, doing X is risky. It doesn't mean you can't do it go for it. (laughs) But it's risky if you want to be friends with them. Yeah, those perspective taking questions are built into every single lesson. And another way that we apply those basic principles is that if you know, if a teen asks you a question in the group, one strategy that we're taught is to throw it back to the group. So we say to the whole group, yeah, what would be the problem with doing x? Or what do you think would happen if they do X? Because we don't want it to always be like me shutting down that kid or me having to explain it. We want to use that method of like peer involvement. And it's really effective because then they're getting feedback from their peers and they don't feel so targeted because it's kind of just like a discussion. So I really love that strategy. Friendship is a choice. I love that so much. (laughs) Both those friendship is a choice and talking about how the goal is to make friends. And so, and you can think about that in so with like, everyone can think about that in life. Like you can do that in 
or your friendship or in your relationship or in your, like you can do all these things, but it might be risky. And yeah. I like that concept where it's like, yeah, sure. Like you can do whatever you want. You don't need to be a people pleaser, but like, it mm-hmm. might be a little bit risky to do certain things mm-hmm. that are really unexpected. Yes, and It's interesting how you talked about, and it makes sense that social thinking kind of provides a lot of those basic concepts mm-hmm. that we need in order to have these higher level, like more complex friendships and like, Yeah. And I really feel how that they complement each other so well, because sometimes, and this could be that I don't, I have some training in social thinking, but there is so much material on social thinking, right? Like it's pretty, um, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's amazing. And so when I'm using social thinking materials or programs with kids, I find it is to get a lot of that base. And then I have to come up with, um, which is fine. Like that's part of our job, but you know, you come up with ways to apply it. Okay. Let's make, have a game to apply this peers like is that application but it really helps to have that foundation yeah with friendship is a choice is one of my favorite lines from the program it goes both ways like you don't have to be friends with everyone not everyone has to be friends with you and one more thing on that topic was in peers they also talk about like finding your crew like your group and so they I just love it they really talk about you know like we don't we're not trying to teach these teens to like be friends with this group or that group or like be friends with everybody. We want them to really like find their group, like find people who when you do that risky thing, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Or like that, you know, they also want to talk about that and they don't care if you interrupt them or like whatever number of things. I mean, we've all experienced that too. There's people we just don't mesh with even maybe even if on paper, it looks like we have all these common interests. It's all about common interests, but then you still have to find those people that accept you for who you are. And um, peers really just helps kids to learn, okay, when you're trying to make friends, this, these are good first steps like to, to get there. Yeah. And keep friends. <laughs> it's for everything. <laughs> that makes me think of um, that Dr. Zeus quote when it's like, if you find someone whose weirdness is compatible with yours, yeah. you just call it like love. And the same goes for friendship. You find your group and you can all be your unique, weird, authentic selves together. So yes. I really like that. I like all of those. It's like learning what's a little bit risky, but learning yeah. that friendship's a choice. You don't need to be friends with every single person you meet. Not everyone needs to like you, but trying to find that group that you can be yourself with in it. <laughs> maybe there's less things that would be deemed risky with them because they yeah. really vibe with you. So thank you for, you're just providing so much information. You're making me like so excited for this. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. So to I end off with, I want to talk about how we can use it. So mm-hmm. however you kind of want to talk about it, but like how, how can we incorporate all of this knowledge on, of peers into general practice? Mm-hmm. How can we use it one-on-one? Because mm-hmm. not everyone's running groups. And then like, mm-hmm. there's lots of school-based SLPs. So like, how can we use in the school system? I'm not sure which way you want it. That's like a huge question, sure. I know. But um, yeah, any information on kind of incorporating that? Okay. So yeah, I do actually, um, maybe I should have said this in my intro. So I do work at a few schools through our clinic, right? So I have a couple contracts with um, independent schools in the area. So I do have, I feel like I'm sort of half and half with in clinic and at schools. And I definitely have had kids at schools that I want to do this with, but you know, I'm seeing them once a week for 30 minutes and their parents are not there, which is very different than once a week for 90 minutes with their parents also getting 90 minutes. Okay. So so there is a manual for school-based SLPs to use peers, and it breaks it down into each lesson is broken into five mini lessons, kind of on the expectation that you have them for a short period, five days a week. But I don't 
I don't know if that ever happens. <laughs> like I'm at schools once a week and I'm pretty sure even fully school-based SLPs, you're not at the same school all week. So, but it does help to break it down into smaller chunks. So there's that piece that helps. There's a school-based manual. The parent portion is difficult because I feel that that is one of the reasons, and not I feel, I know that is one of the reasons this program is so effective. You build competence in these parents to be the social coaches for their kid. It's not something that you're teaching and then leaving and then they have to do the program again in a year like the hope is really we're building your competence we're building your child's competence and after this program ends like you have the skills together to continue to address new barriers or new challenges with the skills that you know you don't have to come back to me again we're building capacity for you in these areas so okay the parent part I'm, I haven't figured that out yet in the schools. Um, phone calls, emails, like sending the handouts that are in the program, those are all wonderful. Um, I have had some success building capacity in the educational assistance if they have them. Although, to be honest, a lot of times kids that are the demographic for this kind of program, they may not have an EA because they're so independent in the classroom. Um, so that is also tricky. Um, but the basic thing is, in some way, you have to have communication with the family. Like that, otherwise, it's. I mean, it's just like any other skill. If you don't have any carryover at home, like you're only working with them twenty five minutes a week, thirty minutes a week. So, um, that has to be built in. Um, but I think that having the shorter lessons and also it's really good for groups, like um, at school, which is often the case. So that's a bonus. <laughs> if you already have a group of kids and you can group them together to learn certain skills um, within the lessons, that's wonderful. I have had a few kids that I've just chosen a couple of the lessons to do if I feel that they already know this one. Although um, I don't know if I'm going to get like my certification removed for saying that <laughs> because the lessons really build on each other. <laughs> so good. You should work on all of them. <laughs> But I know sometimes it's like, oh, man, like, you know, teachable moment, this kid needs to learn about appropriate use of humor right now. Like, I'm not going to do lessons one through four. And then in five weeks, we'll get there. You know, it's like, okay, I want to teach you right now, you know, to, to look at your humor feedback, because it is not good. <laughs> okay, and then working one on one, I have really loved working one on one with kids with peers. Actually, I use a lot of the videos that are available on the UCLA peers website. We can link to those. They're just available. You can see them for all the skills. They are done with young adults, but the skills are the same. The characters, like the people in the videos are young adults. Sometimes kids like are like, hey, they're way too old, but the skills are exactly the same. They love to watch those. Some of them are pretty funny. And one-on-one, -on -one, it's really good because you can go at the pace that they need. I've had a couple kids. I've done a group of two. I started with one and then we added another kid in and we took like two or three weeks to go through every lesson just because that's the pace that they needed. And then this was in our private practice clinic, you know, so I could also talk to parents afterwards. Um, although ideally the parents are getting an entire lesson themselves. Um, but you just have to adapt with what's an option for the family. So that's really briefly for schools one-on-one. -on -one. And then as far as incorporating into my general practice, I would say that a huge thing I have incorporated are just sort of like the buzzwords or buzz phrases. And also the strategies of like the didactic like they talk about the back and forth and like asking these questions like well what do you think would happen um which are things that we naturally might do but having that training and seeing it done like so repetitively like um 
it just, it ingrains it in your head as to like, oh, this is what I do in this situation. So like an example for that is really that what I just said, like if your goal is X, doing this is risky. Or if your goal is this, like doing that is a good idea. So it's just like these phrases that the training and and running the program have really helped me like ingrain into my practice. Friendship is a choice. I mean, that's that, like you said, it's so applicable to so many kids, not only if you're doing peers with them. Um, and, you know, other things that um, are just really spoken throughout the program and throughout the training, such as like, um, you kids need access to peers to make friends. So that's something that I didn't really think about, but like, yeah, if you're teaching parents and kids about making, keeping friends and all these skills, and yet they have no positive social group opportunities, they're not doing any extracurriculars. Like um, that is, you're really talking to avoid, like they can't apply these skills. And so of course, like things have changed with COVID that which we like is very tricky, but you know, we shifted to like talking about video calls instead of get togethers. Um, there's, there's, there's a ways around it or, you know, things are improving, but um, access to peers, like they need to have access to peers or they can't like none of this matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more thing that, um, so Shannon Bates was the psychologist who did the training that I was at. Um, she talked about any movement towards the desired behavior, you have to praise it, like praise, 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 which is just a general principle for us in our practice. But, you know, if parents one week say, um, no, like we didn't make the phone call uh, homework because like we were just, we were always out for dinner at that time and it just didn't work. Okay. So that's one week. Talk to them next week about, okay, let's plan for a different time. Try for Saturday morning. And then if next week, they say, oh, yeah, we, we called them, but then um, they were on their way to like, you know, dance class. So they didn't have time to talk. It's like, oh, look, like they made the effort. They called them. They made that. They set that time. And so you want to praise that because that's the direction you want them to go. So that I mean, that's just a general principle that we can use with everybody. Thank you so much. Like you provided so much information. So interesting. And the videos, you are the person who introduced me to the videos, I'm pretty sure on the peers website. And I didn't realize that there were that many videos just available to us. I have used them so many times, even for me to review. It's interesting to see how they break down yeah. things in because the videos all have their, they have like a volume yeah. um, exchange information. Like so many things like it's interesting to see how what they notice as things kids can work on or teens can yeah, work and on. Yeah, and I mean when you take the training, those all line up with the steps or the rules within the lessons. Yeah. And they have like good examples, bad examples, and it's just all at our fingertips to use and even just review and mm -hmm. look at and the all the questions at the end. And it's just I think it's amazing that it's all yeah. there for us to see. I mean you can... um so I'll put that Okay, perfect. Like um I don't know if I'm like gonna get struck by lightning for saying this but like you can buy the manual you know without doing the training I'm pretty sure it's sold on Amazon they're they're not they're not guarding their secrets like with you know what I mean it's like here use this it works you know they're trying they want people to know about it it's not like you have to come to LA you have to like learn our secret ways no it's like we want people to use this because of how beneficial it is for these families. Mm -hmm. And um, while I'm so glad that I did the training, it was just invaluable for me personally. I know that that's not realistic for everyone, but also they are doing online training right now, you said. So are you, is yours going to be online? Yeah, online. That's, that's a lot of Zoom, but yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> 
I'm like, yeah, I have really hard time paying attention on Zoom. But um, yeah, that makes sense that you can buy the manual because I was going to say like, I remember when I first realized I could buy the ESDM manuals without taking the training. I was like, whoa, it's like you don't even, you forget. It's like, you don't, you can read into it without. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's huge. So like if, you know, this, this is the manual here, although I do have some of the chapters added in from the 16 weeks. So it's like extra big, but um. I, if I just bought this, I would never read, <laughs> this is so bad. I would never read the whole introduction. I would never read the whole chapter on research. <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, you're like lesson one, what do I do? You know? Um, and so having that training is so valuable for the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm so excited for the training. I was already excited Good. just from hearing you. And then um, as you mentioned, the owner of the clinic and then another one of our coworkers, you guys all took it together. And so I've been hearing you guys yeah. talk about it and use it. And I'm just so excited to take it. And I feel like a lot of people are going to leave feeling. I already feel like even some of the things you said, like friendship is a choice, talking about what's risky, talking about how they need to have access to friends. Like it's just so many things that kind of, I haven't really thought about. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, sorry, like, I just can't keep thinking of things I want to say. Like they talk about, you know, maybe your client is in school and they have quote unquote access to friends. But if that kid has a bad reputation in their class for being a tattletale for policing other kids, that's not really access to any possible friend they've already kind of burned that bridge like that sounds harsh but well actually I shouldn't even say that because we talk about changing reputations it is possible it's hard and it takes time but it's possible and so we do talk to parents about okay we need to find these kids a new a new access point anyways yeah it's amazing and one thing Shannon I didn't mention um, is that this program is also translated into quite a few different languages. And um, like, for example, at our clinic, we have the Cantonese manuals that have been, so that they only make a manual translated if they have done research in that language and, and then the evidence is there. Um, and so they've done, you know, enough research um, using it with Cantonese speaking families that they've translated it. And we have that manual. And one of our groups last year was um, actually like I ran the teen group in English I don't speak Cantonese, unfortunately. And then um, Sandy, our coworker, ran the parent group in Cantonese. And it was so valuable for those parents um, to have that available for them um, in Cantonese. So that's another really cool thing. Yeah, that's really cool. I had no idea. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And Paulina mentioned this at the beginning, but she is expecting a baby. (laughs) That's why I've been like trying to catch my breath this whole time. No, I'm so excited. So there's going to be a baby coming in a few weeks. So everyone sent Paulina lots and lots and lots of good vibes, good energy, bring your thoughts. Okay. So Paulina doesn't have a blog um, or like an SLP blog or anything. So she really just wanted to come on today to share more about peers because mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, a really awesome evidence-based program. So thank you for coming on to share more about that. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Sometimes I do pop up, like show up on the speech meta Instagram. So you can yes. see what I look like there, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone head over to Speech Meta at Speech Meta. That's our that's the private practice we both work at. And um, yeah, you can you can see Pauline on the Speech Meta Instagram and just check out that because we have a really awesome team and I really love working with you at Speech Meta and it's such an awesome team. So it's nice to have you come on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, ditto. I love working with you. Okay. All right. So 
Um, I will see everyone next Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome week this week and thanks for coming on. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you.